0: You will dress only in attire specially sanctioned by MIB Special Services. You'll conform to the identity we give you. Eat where we tell you, live where we tell you. From now on, you'll have no identifying marks of any kind. You will not stand out in any way. Your entire image is crafted to leave no lasting memory with anyone you encounter. You are a rumor, recognizable only as deja vu and dismissed just as quickly. You don't exist you were never even born anonymity is your name silence your native tongue you are no longer part of the system you are above the system over it beyond it we're them we're they we are the men in black Know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good.
1: Art and Jacob to America is presented by the good people at the... Network <wary of their lives> My fellow Americans, we are fortunate
0: to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central university. A study on the wide A study on the people. called PimboSide. Google it. Google it. side The world's coming to an end. Everybody that we had in our possession. Had in our possession. There's an no old saying in Tennessee. I, I know it's a Dixon
1: from Tennessee. This a from Tennessee. This is a Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Boom. You, fool me. Can't, get
0: fool me. you fool me. can't get fooled again. Boom. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 193 of the Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host. In the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right across from me is the brown recluse, mister Art R-Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions,
1: what the fuck is going on? I just want to point out, Jacob gave me this Art and Jacob Do America sticker that it's like reminds me of one of those like old school lowrider stickers. It
0: <laughs> does, right? It, it, it's pretty dope, guys. It's a holographic uh, ride the lightning sticker. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So if you've seen the ride the lightning logo, imagine that, but like holographic, shit's dope.
0: Like Mr. Cartoon fucking uh, like glossed it over or something like that. Put it on the hood of a fucking lowrider. Yeah, dude.
1: it's lowrider worthy, man. I dig it. Anyways, guys, uh, you are listening to the Art Jacob Do America podcast. Brought to you by, but not exclusively by, <laughs> um, Caveman Coffee. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory of coffee. They got the best coffee. They had decaf coffee. If you don't drink caffeine like me, check out their... Delicious decaf. Check out their hibiscus teas, which is what I'm all about. I love the fucking hibiscus tea. Uh, they got hats, they got hoodies, they got all kinds of things. I think they have sunglasses. I think they have sandals. Maybe. Don't quote me on got that. Them
0: thongs, thong, thongs, thongs. I don't
1: know about thongs, but they definitely they definitely have those jogger pants, which I was thinking about getting myself some jogger pants, because you can never have enough jogger pants just to like chill around the house. And then all of a sudden you're like, fuck, I want to work out. You can do both of them. There you go. So uh yeah, there you go. So uh check it all out. Type in America at checkout, you will receive 15% off. And once you receive those products, go ahead and take a picture of yourself, either wearing them, drinking them, whatever it is. If you're if you bought a hat, don't take a picture of yourself drinking the hat, just wear the hat. Um, tag us, tag them. It shows that you care. It shows that you care about the podcast. It shows that you care about caveman Coffee. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. So that is it. Fifteen percent off. Yes.
0: Yeah, so with that said, guys, make sure you check out our other sponsor, guys. The great, the powerful, the flavorful El Hot Sauce, guys. The kings of flavor since 1968. That is fifty plus years of Flavor Town, guys. Come on, guys. The probably also two, the best hot sauce you will find on any grocery store shelf. I guarantee it. Just like the Men's Warehouse. So, guys, I have right here in front of me, uh, uh, three in a row, black. All, it's, it's all black. You know, if you haven't read the, the description for the episode, you'll see why. But you know, black is my favorite personal personal favorite flavor of particular hot sauce. But guys, they got like six or seven other different flavors as well. As a variety of other products on their website. So, guys, go to shopluteco.com, enter promo code DOAMERICA, and you'll save yourself 10% off on whatever you want, whatever your heart desires. You know, it's America. You're free. You have freedoms. Unless you want to go, like, inside of a, you know, restaurant and eat in California. Don't do that. You know, think about somebody's grandma or mom right there. But anyways, guys, go to shopluteco.com. When you buy your stuff, do just like Caveman Coffee. Take a picture of yourself enjoying The El Yucateco on whatever food that you have. I want to see those pictures, you know, whether it be, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, brunch, second brunch, if you're a hobbit, if whatever, you know, tag us, tag them. And that way it shows that, hey, you are partaking in the El Yucateco lifestyle. But with that said, Art, do you want to go ahead and jump into this week's topic?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we are talking about The Men in Black, starring Tommy Lee Jones (laughs) and Will Smith. Um, also guys, if you're not familiar with the men in black, uh, we'll just go ahead and fill you in on what it's all about. Um, basically an organization, I don't want to say an evil organization that's to be determined, but for the most part, there is a cloudy organization out there. Um, this is the most like basic and we'll get into the more detailed, like background of what's going on. Basically, if you are involved in some kind of alien sight or UFO sighting or if you see a UFO sighting or you have some kind of first-hand account information or if you're just researching it. Or yeah, if you're a researcher, um you should expect the uh, men in black to be knocking on your door to ask you why you're doing this and can you please stop researching this stuff and can you st- please stop telling people that you saw a UFO. Mhm. So whether you believe it or not, it's definitely something that's been documented in like throughout history now for a few at least 50 years.
0: Yeah, I want to say since like 1947, at yeah. least June of 1947. Um, but um, I think in my lifetime, and I, I think it's pretty much we can agree that it was probably like an early version of a drone. Um, I've only seen one unidentified flying object, and recently it's weird that we picked this topic because one of our listeners, Axel, he sent me, like, a video, like, something outside of his house as well, of, like, these, like, three lights that were, like, shining above him, and he said, like, you know, slowly but surely they started, like, disappear, then reappear, like, super weird, um, you know, activity, and I was like, dude, I got nothing. I want to say that's a drone, but that don't look like any drone that I've ever seen, right? That just, you know, yeah, disappears yeah. and then like reappears, like, you know, hundreds of miles, hundreds of feet in the distance, you know, in a whole other place. Almost like it transported. Like, I was like, I have no idea of it. But I was like, hey, you might have you wanna make sure you lock your doors up because you might have a men in black, one of the men in black show up to your front door or whatnot. But it kind of does remind me of like one night me and you, uh, we were coming home from Target. We worked on the other side of town um, at this Target store at the mall, and, you know, we would take turns, um, you know, carpooling back home. And I remember, like, we were coming down like this, like this stretch of the 150 or the 58, where it's like really dark and desolate, and it's not very populated or whatever, but it was like a quick way to get back home and i remember both of us we saw like some weird lights in the sky and it kind of almost looked like you know bats like a bat flying with like two like lights on the end of it and i remember both of us like looked like pulled over to the side of the road and again this was like a world before like you can buy a drone at like fucking walmart or whatever right and so we were like looking at it and i remember you saying like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing i ever saw and that's kind of like where that story begin began and ended but it wasn't until I started doing research on this, I was just like, well, I'm surprised we didn't see, like, a Men in Black. But, like, literally, like, right when we pulled over and we're looking at, like, whatever we were seeing in the night sky, a police officer pulled up and was like, hey, what are you guys doing? And I was like, I thought that was super weird as well, like, because who would have had the time to call the cops and... And why would a cop like ask what we were doing, like super hostile, mm-hmm. you know, at that time period. And I was like, well, well was that our version of a man in black or or what? But I mean in all reality could've just been in the area. Yeah, he probably you know, it's probably just coincidence and it was like, Hey, what are these one and a half Mexicans doing on the side of the road out here? But yeah, um and that to me I was just like, Well, that's pretty much my only encounter with a man in black because bbt bpd they do wear black uniforms
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't really that one i'm just gonna chuck it up to that was just a drone and mm-hmm. like you know that that was must have been like 2013 or something like that somewhere to, around there Yeah, 2012 um and it must have just been like some like i mean literally the thing that was right next to it was just like an open dirt field Mm-hmm. That was just right there. So I wouldn't be surprised if somebody decided to go fly their drone o- over an open dirt field. And they probably bought like at a hobby shop or something yeah, like that. Or maybe they built it themselves. Maybe they're like some kind of fucking engineers type of thing. Like which is cool. Like that's that's it was just beyond our like understanding for that time period. Mm-hmm. I would say that the two like experiences um that I've ever seen is like one was just like I remember as a kid, I remember I was just sitting in my front yard with my parents. And like it was like a hot summer night, and we always did this for some reason. We were just like sitting in our front yard, like watering the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I remember like we were just sitting in like in our front yard, like looking up, but I was just looking up at the sky, and all of a sudden, like what was just like a still star that looked like a star, it just like went like whoop and just like was gone. And it was just like, what the fuck was that? And I remember I like ran in and told my sisters because like me and my parents had just seen that, and I was like, what, anyways, that was like one occurrence, but I was just like, that's really weird. Uh, fast forwarding to like pretty close to that same time period. Um, I remember one time I was at um Hard Park with my friend Daniel and my friend Jenny, you know, Jenny and Mm -hmm. like our sister, and like we were all down there. And like, I remember like me and Daniel were just like, man, this this is kind of boring. Let's let's go watch Batman. Like, yeah, like (laughs) I just got Batman on DVD. Let's just go watch (laughs) Batman. (laughs) So, like, um, we were gonna go to my house to watch it, and like, um, at that time like, period, like me and Daniel were like looking up at the sky and we noticed like, what is that? It looked like fucking like ants in the sky, like moving. Like it must've been like what turned into like three little dots, like moving around to like six little dots moving around to like back to like one, like all of a sudden it was just, it was really, really weird. And I always describe it as like, it looked like the way ants move on the ground. Like it just mm-hmm. looks like chaos. um, And like reappearing, disappearing. Like it was just really weird. To the point, I still remember like what Daniel said to me. He was like, "Dude, let's get out of here." I feel like they're watching us. Like, let's get the hell out of here. Whoa! And like, I I didn't I didn't feel scared or anything, but I was like, that is really weird. I never had an explanation for that. So that was like my two personal times I've ever seen anything abnormal in the skies. The only other time that I've known someone like in my life like uh, that saw something weird was when my sister was studying for law school. She was at Uh, CSUB in the library, like the second store of the library or whatever, Mm -hmm. and like she said that she could see something like in the sky and she was like, can you guys see that? Like she she texted us that and like this is like back in the days of like the fucking Motorola like or whatever, you know, like (laughs) shitty cameras.
0: You had to push sevens like four times to get an S.
1: Yeah, I mean it was like back when like cameras were really shitty. It's not like the Mm -hmm. iPhone today where it's like, that shit's like pretty good. That shit's like fucking high quality shit or at least better quality than that but i remember she like took a picture of it because she's like it's pretty big it's just been like floating there for a while she said that it was just like a floating like it looked like just like a silver ball like floating in the sky for a really long time and then it was just like gone because she was still studying so every time she would look up it, it would still be there and then one time she looked up then it was just gone so like i believe her i think she's a pretty credible person and like Obviously, I don't think it was just a plane or something like that. Like planes don't just f- stand still. Mm-hmm. And, like helicopters, you can kind of like tell that it's a helicopter. Helicopter, yeah, shit, yeah. Like helicopters also can stand still for a little bit, but not like that. So I don't know. She sent us a picture. This is a long time ago. This is like nine or eight years ago or something like that. So I don't have that picture anymore. <laughs> but it, it, those are the only three experiences I've ever seen like anything abnormal in the sky where I was like, I don't have an answer for that shit. And did the men in black visit you guys?
0: No, they were trying to mess with the hood. No.
1: But actually, I have another one. My sister, uh, my other sister, one time she was gonna go pick up my parents from from uh the bus. Like they had gone to my parents were in Mexico and they were flying back to L.A. and then they were taking the bus to to Bakersfield. And mm-hmm. my parent, my sister, was gonna go pick her up. And she said that like I remember this because I I they had borrowed my Nintendo sixty four like her and then like my like future brother-in-law were like playing my Nintendo 64 and they said that like they started playing it at like one o'clock and they said they didn't have to pick up my my parents till like seven o'clock at night and like next thing they knew it was like like 6 15 and my sister was like what the hell like what what's Roll going on time ago yeah yeah and like they've never like they'll bring that up sometimes where it's just like I don't know what just happened. Like, how did we just lose all those hours? Like we literally sat down to play this game and now it's nighttime and it's like, we had to go, we got to go. Like what's going on here? Like, how did we go from like one o'clock to like six o'clock in like 30 minutes? Fucking weird. I, I, I do believe her. Like I don't, she's like the most like, like stereotypical, like, honest person so i don't believe that she was like on drugs or something
0: (laughs) she took some ambient and got all racist and shit like roseanne bar yeah it's not like they
1: just like flipped out next thing we know it's like 6 p.m and like yeah yeah okay um that is
0: cringe because i was like doing research on this topic like you know every podcast starts with like you know we've been seeing ufos for centuries now like you look back at like paintings i think even the mona lisa supposedly like a like a ufo craft a flying saucer if you will In that, you know, you mentioned Mexico, like, you know, the Aztecs, you know, and some of their like artwork, you'll see like, you know, things in the sky, you know, even like the Mayans, like things in the sky, like civilizations like across the continent, like, you know, in like Europe, Asia, Africa, like you'll see things like in the sky. But, you know, to tie all this in with the topic at hand, you don't really hear about like men in black, you know, and you know, what you describe as, you know, like anytime somebody like sees some like, you know, UFO activity or extraterrestrial activity, or or somebody actually studies it, you don't really start to see that until about 1947. And 1947 was, like, a very, like, popping year for, like, things like that, for, like, you know, extraterrestrial activity and UFO activity. Um, You know, that was the year, you know, the Roswell incident happened. You know, that's, you know, a couple other incidents happened within that year. And this is, like, where you get, like, pretty much, like, the first, like, recording of a UFO. Uh, where it was like a, an aviator named Kenneth Arnold who, you know, he was just driving or driving his plane. He was flying his plane um, <laughs> in the sky. He was technically driving it. But. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, he was, uh, you know, aviating his airplane in the sky. And yeah. he saw like, you know, these six donuts in the sky. And he described it, you know, it looked like, you know, a, a, like a pan, like a pie pan, you know, cut in half. And they were just, you know, dancing in the sky, kind of like those ants you were talking about. So he has this, you know, story, and that's the first documented story. But about three days later, June twenty-first, nineteen forty-seven, you get what's, you know, the first instance of a Men in black. Uh, it's called the Mari Island incident, where you have this gentleman named Harold Dahl. Um, he was on a boat, and the story kind of changes depending on who's like telling the story. BuzzFeed tells this story. A million other podcasts tell this story. You know, the History Channel has its own story, but you know, kind of the condensed version of the story is he's on a boat. You know, he's gathering logs or whatever he's doing, you know, um, um, by Maury Island in Washington. And all of a sudden, like, he sees, like, what, you know, Kenneth Arnold saw in the sky. He saw six donut-shaped, you know, flying saucers in the sky. And he was just mem- mesmerized by it. And it was just him and his son and his dog that were up there. And I guess there was crew members that didn't see it. They were, like, below the be- boat doing whatever. Um, rowing it or, you know, I don't know what they were doing. But. What he said is, is, like, all of a sudden one of the crafts, like, began to, like, shake and, like, fell out of the sky and started, like, dripping, like, this white metal slash molten lava stuff. And one of, one of the pieces fell and hit his son's arm, bro- broke it, and then another piece falls and, like, totally, like, decimates the dog. And so <laughs> what he does is, and I thought this was super weird um is that he like just like chucks the dog over the side of the boat like gives him like a burial at sea and then like rushes to get like his son you know to the hospital but before he does that he takes like all these like pictures um of those flying saucers and it like that kind of struck me as weird as because like you mentioned before like this was a time frame before like iphones or even like the motorola razor or even like what like what's those like instant cameras like a a, oh. pol- a Polaroid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is the time before that. This is like the 22 Skidoo era. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like you have like that flash bulb and you have to like replace the bulb like after every fucking you're, like,
1: picture. Like, pack- packing a musket while you're doing it.
0: Yeah. You got to put gunpowder <laughs> like in a thing and like. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold the little, fake like, fucking thing, which, which kind of, like, gives me skeptical hippo-wise, if I can yeah. use that phrase again, where it's just like, why are you going to carry all that equipment, like, on a boat, like, when you're, like, looking for logs, it's just like, oh, I don't know, I might want to take, a, like, a selfie with a fucking log here or something or whatever, right? So I already got kind of skeptical, skeptical hippo eyes about this story, but apparently he takes, like, all these photos, um, you know, takes his son to the hospital to mend his broken arm or, you know, whatever he does, right? But then he goes and tells, like, his supervisor about this incident, you know, And I thought that was weird, too. Like, why would you, like, run and tell your supervisor? Like, I don't know. Maybe he was late or something, like, coming home, you know, with the boat or whatever. Uh, But he tells his supervisor, Fred Chrisman, who, like, goes and, like, investigates for himself. So he goes back out to that site by Maury Island, and he sees, you know, depending on what story you, you hear, he either sees, like, the crafts or he finds a bunch of that metal, which he ends up taking. Now, they go to, like, the authorities or whatever, and then the authorities are saying, like, yo, that's super weird, Because we have this, you know, aviator who saw, you know, six crafts in the sky a couple days before you as well. So they get together. They tell each each other uh, their stories. And then what happens is is that Kenneth Arnold, you know, unbeknownst to um, Harold Dahl and Fred Crisman, is like he contacts, you know, people from the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. But the next day, what happens is this is where, you know, you get the men in black story from is the next day um, a man in black shows up to Harold Dahl's front door and asks him, like, hey, let's go to breakfast. Let's talk about what you saw yesterday. And he's just like, what? How do you know about that? And he's like, don't worry about it. And so he takes him to, like, you know, whatever the 1947 of Denny's is or fucking IHOP or whatever, hooks him up with, like, a Rudy tooty fresh and fruity, and he's like, starts telling him in great detail about, like, what, you know, Harold Dahl saw and which is weird because the only person that he had told the story to was a supervisor, and then Kenneth Arnold. And he goes, with all of that said, now that I've told you like everything that you saw, like there's no doubt that I know more about this incident than you do. And he goes, if you're smart and you won't, you don't want quote unquote bad things to happen, you won't say anything else to anybody.
1: So right off the bat, I mean, they're pretty threatening with their tone, right? Like, well, if we're gathering this and we're Saying this is a genuine UFO story. This isn't some dad that flipped out and broke his son's arm. (laughs) And, like, killed a dog in a fit of rage and just threw the dog over the thing. And then to cover it up, he decided to take pictures of, like, a saucer pan and throwing it over the water. Like, I'm just saying that that is a possibility. As you were talking right now, I was looking up to see if I could find the pictures of that incident. Because I I was interested in the pictures. There's a bunch of, like, reenactment pictures that are just, like, on the internet right now. And they're just... Mm -hmm very strange i do think you know not to like 100 percent. i agree i think he was in line or anything like that Mm -hmm. because i i will say that his whole story just feels a little too good to be true the only thing that i thought was really strange is that um the ufo was like doing shit like throwing things into the water or you know whatever it may be like that is kind of a strange thing to like add like why wouldn't you just be, like, you know, if he was covering up, like, I broke my son's arm in a fit of rage. Why wouldn't you be, like, it was an accident or, like, some other way? Like, that just seems like such a far-fetched way to, like, cover it up, in my opinion. Yeah, I
0: mean, you're, you're out there, like, you know, like, harvesting, like, lost logs, like, in the water, right? Like, just say, like, hey, it was a harvesting of the log accident or yeah. whatever, right?
1: He fell off the boat and he hit his arm on a log kind of thing, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's it's so weird to me, and like right off the bat the fact that like that uh they are like angry like they're like we're gonna fuck you up if you don't <laughs> shut up about this whole thing was weird it is weird it it is weird um especially as like we get more and more cases of like in descriptions of what the men in black look like mm. like it does set the tone a little bit different like one is like the story itself is weird. And then you add the men in black element to it. Like, I don't think he's lying about that part. Yeah.
0: That's the part where I think is real. Like, cause like I mentioned, like Kenneth, uh, Arnold, he actually tells like, you know, um, the air force office of the special investigations about this. And what they do is they send two, um, officers from California up to Washington, you know, to investigate what happened. And they actually, you know, take some of the metal and they discover like, Oh, like this is just, you know, metal that was found from across the street actually from, you know, the place of work for our Harold Harold Dahl and Fred Crisman. And, like, they're like, oh, man, this is, like, some bullshit. Like, this is just aluminum. Like, any, you know, just, like, fucking shit that was made out of, like, Popeye spinach cans or fucking mm-hmm. a Pepsi-Cola can, like a 1947 pe- a Pepsi-Cola can. And they're like, oh, this was kind of a waste of our time. The FBI goes out there just because of, you know, all of, you know, the hoopla at that time because Project Blue Book was very much a thing. Like, you know, where they were investigating, like, all these different things. They go out there, and Harold Dahl and Fred Crisman, they actually admit that, like, oh, shit, this actually was a hoax, which they later recant and say, like, oh, no, we just said that because we didn't want any more problems, you know, with the FBI. Uh, because what really did happen is is after those um, Air Force OSI officers went, like, went back to California, they actually died, like, in a plane crash, like, right after that. Mm, wow. So, like, that kind of, like kind of sets them off on their toes they're like where they're saying like oh you know that's why we said it was a hoax because we didn't want no more problems because the guy that bought that you know homeboy the Rudy tootie fresh and fruity or the moons over Miami yeah. <laughs> at Denny's he was just like he goes I don't want bad things to happen if bad things happen to these air force officers I don't want any bad things happening to me and like that's where it's just like I kind of like played ping pong in my head where it's just like okay this is some bullshit you know then I was like wait a minute that kind of like elevates it a little bit more, like tips it in the favor. Like, that would that make me want to be like,
1: yeah, it ain't real. Uh, I'm out of here. Yeah, like, I'm just
0: trying to gather some logs and shit and heal my son's broken arm and shit.
1: Yeah. It, the whole story is just like fucking nuts. It's a little too good to be true, and that's the only part that like makes me hesitate and believe him, that he saw what he saw. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about the aluminum just being aluminum is just like, what we know of, like, waste, like, how do we know we just they just weren't dumping waste, like, you know, like, this is, Earth is just a trash can to these people, like, to mm. these, like, other beings, like, um we don't know, like, we don't know, like, it's just because it's, like, just aluminum doesn't mean it's, like, of no importance or whatever it may yeah, be. That's true, yeah. So, but I guess,
0: like, they, like, traced it back to, like, that smelting facility that was across mm-hmm. the street from their job, they were, like, I guess there was even, like, a stamp on it that said, like, J and J Sons, like Port Washington, blah blah oh, blah blah yeah. blah, or whatever. So like, they actually like had some kind of like document of proof, like, oh, this is from like literally across the street from where you're at, or whatever, right? It'd be like if like I said that like, oh, this this magical uh, bag of beans just appeared out of nowhere, you know, out of the sky, and, and it was Goya brand, and it was yeah, it was Goya or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and shit. They're like, hey, you motherfucker, you bought this at Walmart across the street from you, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, another thing too that kind of makes it like a little less believable is like the guy Fred Chrisman. Now this guy was kind of a character. I jumped into a whole different rabbit hole about him. I guess like he like was a former military guy and not to say like that was what, you know, set it off. But I guess he like wrote into like this, like, you know, pulp magazine called amazing stories. And he said that like he, like when he was, you know, overseas, like fighting the war in Burma or whatever that like he fought, like, you know, you know, like, uh, lizard people in an underground bunker that. or whatever. And so I was Sold. like, yeah, so I'm like, okay, like, this guy's got a penchant for, like, making up stories or whatnot. And then I guess, like, too, he also was considered one of the, to be one of the three tramps, I guess, like, in the JFK uh, assassination. And I guess, like, whenever we cover that topic, like, we'll go into what the three tramps or whatever. But I guess it's, like, these three gentlemen that, you know, were escorted by police, like, shortly before, you know, um, You know JFK was shot, and some people think like, "Oh, okay, these are the three men that were hired by the government uh, to shoot." You know JFK. Um, He also was like in the '60s and '70s. He starts like this radio talk show, which, which is cool, good for him or whatever, right? But the problem is. Is like, he's like the original, like Alex Jones, like where he starts to call like everything like in the mainstream media as fake news, and that the only real news was like all these like secret tips and like undisclosed like sources and whatnot. And like, he would like retell like stories like that too, like these fantastical, like you know, um, not Art LeBeau, but what's his name? Um, Art, uh, Art, Art Bell. Bell, like all these Art Bell stories. So he's kind of like this predecessor <laughs> to like looking Alex Jones and Art Bell, if you will. So this was like kind of like ah, uh, like, th- this guy was already, like, you know, he was, like, out to make a story out because he even tries to, like, take the rights to this story and sell it to, like, a Chicago magazine to, like, profit off of.
1: You know, I always felt bad for Art Bell, and I think uh, Brent from Sofa Kings told it the best how, like, he would be on there, like, trying to um, have, like, serious discussion in the sense that, like, he would have, like, real evidence of like hey there's this like ufo sighting and like very real thing it was captured on the local news or whatever like over oh, mexico city we yeah. gotta investigate this whole thing and like then he'd be like okay let's take some calls and then he would get phone calls from like random weirdos going okay so the lizard people from jupiter have been <laughs> visiting me and like art labelle would just play it off like okay yeah that's interesting like let's look into that let's go look into the lizard people from jupiter like Art. Art, Art, Art Bell was just, I was going to call him Art LaBelle. <laughs> Art, Art Bell was just uh, thrown like such a like curveball by doing that show. Like, yes, I think he was trying to do something like noble and like, it, you know, going into this like really like undiscussed part of like reality that we live in. But also, you attract so many fucking weirdos when you do that, where True, it's just yeah. like. All these fucking weirdos are just like tinfoil hats jerking off in a basement kind of thing, like Weird talking about lizard
0: people. Cheetos on their fingers and shit.
1: One day, lizard people are going to turn out to be real. I'm going to look so stupid. <laughs>
0: it's going to be George Soros.
1: <laughs> we got to cover lizard people. <laughs> yeah, we
0: haven't done that yet. Maybe next week. I don't know. All right, so Art, you got one?
1: Yeah, so I mean, all right, so I'll tell... This is my second favorite one. I have two favorite ones, but um, the way Firth Spaceman photo, which is, it's in itself, its own mystery. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you guys are familiar with this. If you're probably listening to the show, you probably came across the picture. But it's essentially a picture of a little girl, this little, like, blonde-haired girl, and she's sitting on, like, a grassy knoll area. And the background looks to be, like, some spaceman sitting, like, right over her shoulder. Mm -hmm. And for years, this picture was analyzed, taken to Kodak, taken to, like, all these places. They basically say, this is a real picture. And it looks real. It doesn't look tampered with at all. So it looks very much like a real picture. Um, what what trips people out is that after the the dad reported this and like reported it to the local news, that's why Kodak got involved, he basically gets these two gentlemen that come to his home and basically start asking him questions about where did he see this? Can you point him out? Can you point out where, um, where you saw this spaceman from? And the guy was just basically saying, like, I didn't see him. I didn't see him until I looked at the picture and saw that there was someone staying over my daughter. Like, and it is kind of a weird, creepy picture, but mm-hmm. the two gentlemen became really irritated with him, were basically like, you didn't see anything. Like, you're a liar. Basically, like, making the dude seem like some fucking, like, whack job that was just out there trying to get publicity. Um. So the thing that was really interesting about this whole thing was... Um, the spaceman was actually seen in, I think it was Australia. Let me look at my notes really quickly. But anyways, uh, the spaceman was actually like reported to be seen near a space shuttle launch in Australia. Oh wow. Like two miles away from the space shuttle launch. And that's why it caught so much interest by a lot of people going like, that's the same thing that was like reported being seen by that space shuttle launch. Like, it just kind of like strikes as a, a strange resemblance, and I could see how like space, you know, Men in Black would be wanting to be involved if like they see the same creature in this picture that was reported seen by that space launch. I did see a, a news article saying that, not a news article. Sorry, I saw a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cla- sh- clarify. Difference. I want to clarify. I want to clarify. This was a YouTube video that was like basically the YouTube did, video did it did it start with like
0: some q and on stuff
1: yeah q and on is very real Jfk is alive um anyways <laughs> uh basically the video was I just out there trying to debunk the picture which I actually believe that the picture is a hoax in a weird way it was more of an accident and actually mm. like once you once you change some of the settings on the on the actual picture it looks like the mom of the family it's like she just has her back turned to the family and it's like she has, like, one of those, like, things that women used to wear in the 50s. Like a those bonnet? Like, a bonnet. So, like, the once, like, the – once the flash is, like, hitting the back of her head, it just, like, creates this, like, dark image, and, like, the rest of her body looks really white. So it looks like this, like, weird, like, Cyclops, Spaceman thing yeah. standing behind her. So that's what I think personally happened there. Um, what the guy was trying to debunk was that, they, that the two men in black that show up to his house were um, were just two people that were just trying to, like – fucking like he kept saying have a go at him but um (laughs) but i think uh i guess like tease him i don't know prank him by Uh like showing up to his house but i'm like that's a really fucking weird prank like first of all you need to know about the men in black which i assume at this time period it wasn't as well known as it is today because when was this this is uh let me see this see if i have the year here I don't have the year, but this is... Judging by the age of the picture and the fact that they were using, like, one of those old-school Kodaks, I would assume this is, like, the mid-50s. Oh, okay. So it's not like it's, like, they read it on the internet that there were, like, men in black and all these two teenagers want to show up and then, like, fucking have a go at them. Because
0: very much, like, I mean... I mean, conspiracies and all that shit. That shit's hot right now. I mean, people stormed the Capitol because they believe the fucking conspiracy, right? You know, because the internet makes it so easy for people to, like, you know, get into conspiracies and believe them and, you know, whatever, right? But back in the day, like, you had to, like, buy, like, a special magazine. Like, you had to go to a special store. Like, you can just go to, like, any newsstand. Like, you had to go, like, to a, a dedicated place. Like, you had to, like, search and find this shit, you know? So it wasn't, like you're just scrolling through Facebook and like, you're just like hit with like QAnon or whatever. Right. Like, it's just like, no, you had to like actively seek this shit to be able to like get into that conspiracy or even know about that. Like even like before this podcast, like, what we're almost like 200 episodes deep. Like I didn't fully know about like the men in black. I, you know, my knowledge of the men in black mostly came from like the fucking movies and shit. Right. And like, which 90% of that is just like, you know, having, having a go at the men in black black stories or whatever. But it's like I don't believe that like, it was just two teams like having to go either because it's just like that information like especially if it was like the mid fifties or whatever in your first instance of a Men in Black was like in forty seven like shit didn't travel like that fast back in the day.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but it the, the, my whole thing is like the why like there's always a why now in today's mm-hmm. standards like if you're if you're playing a prank on someone you're probably filming it you probably have homies there like making you like laughing at you as you're making fun of this other person. Validating what? It. What was the point of it? It was just the two dudes going over there. It's not like they had a film crew like their YouTube channel was going to profit off of this. Like, they were just basically renting these suits out, I guess, like, taking their car over there and, like, threatening this man and his family that he didn't see anything. Did they have a black Lincoln Continental? Because I saw that was, like, a big thing, Yeah, that's the big thing that pops up. And they do drive him over there. Like, they drive him to that grassy knoll to, like, point out, like, where did you see this guy? Mm -hmm. And he's saying, like, I'm telling you, I didn't see him. He just showed up in my picture. I didn't see anyone there. The fact that these guys get angry and frustrated with him and basically, like, say, like, shut the fuck up. You didn't see anything. And this is where, like, I have to, like... Because I, I think I do
0: live like in both like, uh, like trains of thought, like where I was like, yeah, there probably are men in black. Are they fucking like undercover, like special agents or whatever for some secret fucking agency or whatever? I don't really think so. It could be the FBI, it could be NSA or whatever, or CIA or fucking I mentioned the Air Force Special Investigations, uh, unit or whatever. Like, it could be those people. And like, you're looking at a time frame. Like, I keep going back to this, like, where you watch, like, we were talking about WandaVision earlier, right? Like, that era of, like, America and society, like, people, like, wore suits to the fucking grocery store and shit nowadays you fucking see people wear like their boyfriend's fucking like pajama bottoms to walmart and shit to go yeah, get fucking yeah. you know whatever they got to buy or whatever but like back in the day like you dressed up you got in a suit to go travel on an airplane like you dressed up in a suit and tie and with a briefcase to go to like a minimum wage job like you didn't like wear your fucking like air Jordans ones or whatever and shit like your casual clothes or whatever like you got dressed up so like In this time frame, like, I feel like everybody was, like, every profession was, like, a men in black. So, I mean, yeah, they probably were, like, some kind of investigators. Were they working for some secret, like, society or whatever? Probably not. But they probably were, like, doing some, like, legit, like, investigations. Like you said, like, you know, this person was seen, you know, that spaceman, like, in Australia somewhere. So it's just like, okay, we need to, again, Project Blue Book was very much a thing where the government was, like, trying to figure out, like, what the fuck are these UFOs? And this is the time frame of this like Cold War where it's just like, you know, the USSR, like they're doing some crazy space shit. America, we're doing some crazy space yeah, shit. Yeah. And like if we're seeing like, you know, weird things going on, like we're gonna want to investigate that. Yeah,
1: it seems like the US government would want to get involved. Like if the government wasn't already like aware of that, and they thought maybe that, you know, the Russians were here like doing like maybe like a sp- an astronaut landed here by accident. Mm-hmm. Like they would want to question that spaceman and find out what's going on there. Yeah. So like, I could see how the U S government would want to get involved in these types of things.
0: And this is very much during the era of like McCarthyism too. Like where they were like acu- accusing like Hollywood actors and like your next door neighbor of being like a dirty red, you know what I'm saying? You're a communist or whatever. Right. Which we're starting to see like here in America again, like people yeah. getting labeled communist and shit, but it's just like, we're very much in that time frame. If you fucking if you're living in McCarthyism era or whatever, right? And like you see like this guy that's like seeing like a spaceman or whatever, you're gonna want to investigate that shit.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I just I'm not saying that like that was definitely the Men in Black, but I definitely believe something happened, and I think that like just dismissing it is like irresponsible. That, that's where I feel like YouTube has become so like. Like, I don't want to say liberal because I don't think that that's like a liberal way of thinking, but like any conspiracy that you look up on YouTube is basically like, here's why it's stupid. Here's why you shouldn't believe in like anything, but like, but like, I don't know, but like, a skeptic. Yeah. Only, only Barack Obama is the way you should believe in. Like, <laughs> and, and I think that that does drive like the, the, um, uh, the right-wingers a little bit, like, upset. It upsets me. So I can see how, like, right-wingers would get really upset where it's like, what do you mean is not real? Where it's, <laughs> like, you guys only post dumb shit about QAnon. It's just like, I get it. I don't believe in QAnon, but there are some theories that I'm just like, you have to validate them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no 100% sure shot that you, like, know that men in black are not real. Correct. Like, there's no one on Earth, unless, like, they are the men in black or the, like, shady side of the government that is, like, mm-hmm. investigating these things. You know one hundred percent sure or not that, that is happening.
0: And we were talking on our Patreon about, you know, shit that we were watching on Netflix. One of the things we were watching on Netflix was the Richard Ramirez documentary, Night Stalker, where, you know, one of the San Francisco police officers, like they the how one of the ways they found Richard Ramirez, spoiler alert, is that, you know, his one of his friends gave him up. But his friend wasn't gonna give him up at first until like the officers started like fucking basically committing an act of police brutality, like, where he, like, was like, it wasn't my best jab, but I gave him a jab, and I went to cock back and get him again, and he just started screaming, Richard Ramirez, Richard Ramirez is his name, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is the time period where, like, cops were, like, fucking, like, dirty, rotten scoundrels and shit. Like, you know, it was, like, a very much a, you know, like, they kind of ran with, you know, like, no regard, you know what I'm saying? They were, like, fucking Jamie Lannister. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. You know, like, we're like, You know, they weren't, like, these noble, you know, civil servants or whatever. Like, if they had to rough up somebody to get whatever they needed from
1: them, they were going to rough them up. And another thing, not to keep referencing that same documentary, but, you know, you would think that so many people over the years working in the FBI, working in the CIA, we talked about how, like, the jurisdictions would keep people from, like, knowing anything that was happening in this other place. Mm Mm-hmm it's like, that's just how law enforcement works. That's how you break down things into compartments where it's like only certain knowledge is like in this building and that's it. Like, or in this office, like these yeah. four people know. That's how I would imagine. Like when anyone makes the case of like, why doesn't the FBI people have left the FBI, people retire retired from the FBI. Well, maybe the FBI is just kept completely in the dark. Mm-hmm. Maybe the CIA is completely in the dark about these things. And that's
0: why nine 11 happened.
1: Yeah. It's like, you don't know. The reality is like, there's only so much that we know. Like, that we know for sure, 100% we know these things for sure. And and then the rest of it is like, we're assuming that we're just, we assume that we know enough. (laughs) And like, that's that's the part that like, where I'm like, maybe pump the brakes on a little bit on these like conspiracy theories being like that out of whack and like that crazy. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying like, I believe in lizard people. I'm just saying on some of these, I don't know. I like legitimately don't know and they are credible enough for me to be like, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, to, to get into, like, another Men in Black story, yeah. um, you can't talk about the Men in Black without bringing up Mr. Albert Bender. Uh, now, he had three instances of, um, you know, run-ins with the Men in Black, and um, his stories are all found, like, in a book called um, by Gary Barker in a 1956 book called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers. So, you know, the first story about Mooring Island, you can find that in there. And you know, a bunch of other stories, you know, about men in black. You know, when I was doing my research, that book kept like coming up or whatever, and I was like, Well fuck, I guess I gotta buy that or one of our patrons or fans maybe Send it in. Send it in and we'll we'll feature it or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, so um according to this book, um, in March of nineteen fifty three, he was visited by, he was visited by three men in blacks. Now, it's important to note that Albert Bender, you know, we were talking about, you know, conspiracy theorists, you know, who live like in their mom's basement with Cheeto fingers. Uh, He was the 1950s version of that. He was, you know, he would just like fought like in World War II. He didn't have anywhere to go. So he was living like in his step parents or his his stepfather's attic. You know, because you know he's fucking mid thirties or whatever, he didn't have nothing to do or whatever. Yeah. So he became obsessed with ufology at this time because this is like right about the time nineteen after nineteen forty seven shit was popping off, and he actually starts uh, the IFSB, the International Flying Saucer Bureau, in nineteen fifty two, um, and he you know starts like newsletters and shit. You know, starts you know put you know publishing them out to like these special. Um, You know, uh, bookstores and whatnot. Uh, But he's actually visited by three men in black who show up to his stepdad's house. You know, he had to put away his, you know, Cheetos or whatever to talk to these three, like men in black or whatever. Uh, But he said that, like, when he was talking to him he wasn't like physically talking to him like, you know, with his lips and sound and vibrations or whatever, but they were actually like talking to him telepathically. And they were basically telling him like, Hey, like you probably want to pump the brakes on your fucking research. Cause you're going to run into something that you're not going to want to fuck with. And also to the shit that you're putting like in your publications, a lot of it's not true. And depending again, you know, you look at a different website or listen to a different podcast. The story is going to change a little bit, but From what I can gather, these three men in black gave him like this metal disc that transported him to Antarctica where they started teaching him, you know, the facts about, you know, flying saucers and UFOs or whatever. And so he gained like this special knowledge. And from there, I guess like he was never the same. Like he went from like right like his writing being very spot on to very being very erratic and like you know just not making any sense like he became like alex jones lizard people the globalists and shit like he became like that guy he went from very you know very measured and and whatnot to being like this character and like his friends say you know after he alleged that he saw like the men of black he didn't eat for three days he would frequently suffer from migraines and then like when he went to go share the info you know with people like he would like you know go into like fits of like you know seizures and or anxiety like his stories just wouldn't make any sense um, his second encounter happened, um, you know, after that, you know, when he, cause he's, cause he was told explicitly, Hey, you want to shut this shit down, you know, stop your UFO research, but he went ahead and did it anyways. You know, he shut down his little bureau or whatever, but you know, he was still like, you know, going to like pulp magazines and whatnot, like t- telling his, you know, story about these men in black. Uh, but again, these three shadowy figures, you know, came and visited him, And this is like where you kind of get like the, the fringe description of like the men in black. Or he says he saw these three shadowy figures, you know, that came to him. They didn't walk to him. They floated to him. And he said that, they, you know, they could float, like, a, a foot off of the ground. Uh, he said that, you know, when he looked at them, like, they didn't look like real people. Like, they kind of had, like, this transparent skin. And that their eyes glow, you know, kind of like when you, you know, take, like, a spotlight, you know, to the Serengeti or whatever in Africa. And, like, the coyote's eyes, you know, glow and whatnot. Uh, but he says, like, you know, that, you know, hey, basically what we do I don't know why the men in black would tell him this, but, you know, when they're trying to tell him not to get, you know, tell the stories, but um, he said that, you know, basically what we're doing is when we capture humans, we're using them so that way, like the men in black movies, we can blend into society, you know, kind of like what you're seeing us right now. You're just seeing an illusion of a person. You're not seeing a real person. You're seeing, you know, aliens or extraterrestrials or whatever, but don't tell anybody about this or we'll fuck you up. We'll give you some more migraines and shit. We'll give you some more anxiety and shit, right? So he doesn't listen. <laughs> and for a third time, um, he's, you know, writing to this magazine called Space Review to retell, like, those two previous Men in Black stories, like his research that he's finding, like, in, you know, the UFO Society. And he says that, um, again, these three men, you know, they come and they come and accost him again. They rough him up a little bit. And, you know, this is where he starts to see, like, oh, wow, their skin's not normal. They kind of like, they it's like they have out. Al- What's it called when you don't have any hair? Like alopecia or whatever. Like they didn't have any eyebrows, or eyelashes, or hair, or anything like that. It looks like they were wearing lipstick or whatever. They roughed him up and they told him like, we advise those engaged in salsa work be very cautious. And I guess like that left a bad feeling in him because he immediately withdrew like his, um, his article that he was going to submit to uh, Space Review Magazine.
1: Yeah, I mean the description of them is, and I'm glad we're getting more into the description of them now just because... They don't appear to be 100% human mm-hmm. or at least like human in what we know of. And one of the things that like, I think we talked about this in the past of like in our brain, we're kind of wired to already know what like a human face looks like. So whenever we see someone who has like too much cosmetic surgery, it just sticks out. Cause that's not the way like that ain't natural. Yeah. Like that's not the Fibonacci Fibonacci sequence. Like the way we know it, like our brain just reacts to those things. Like, Or even, like, someone with, like, autism or something like that. Like, the face becomes a little bit different than what it normally looks like. So, it just sticks out in our mind of, like, this is slightly different than what nature wants it to be. Mm -hmm. So Kind of like when you see Kim Kardashian's ass or something like that. Yeah. Or Kim Kardashian's anything. Like, (laughs) dude, I always think that's funny. Like, while we're on the Kim Kardashian thing, like... That so many like girls on the internet like try to like look like Kim Kardashian, even though she has like the most like cartoonish like face, like her lips are like so big and yeah. like just looks like like a fucking like clown. Like I'm not saying like like it's terrible. I could see how like girls would want to be like. Well, guys are attracted to this. Like why not? I get that element of it, but it is like borderline cartoonish. Like oh, where yeah. I'm just like this is a fucking cartoon character you're trying to look like. Yeah, just saying. Anyways. But yeah, speaking of cartoon characters, they do look very like cartoon character con- cartoon character-ish in the sense that like there's no hair, their lips are like painted on, like they look like what a robot like would look like in the 1950s, like, or like
0: Michael Jackson a little bit. Y-
1: yeah, like if you go to Disneyland, you see like Pirates of the Caribbean, mm, yeah, like it's it's like, like... <laughs> it's like Pirates of the Caribbean like with like men in black in it kind yeah. of. Yeah. So, it's kind of animat- animatronic, that's the word I'm looking for. You but um but yeah, I mean it just it's a little bit unsettling like the way that they are described. I don't know if you have that one story where like the dude has like a wire hanging down from his pants or something. No. No. I don't I don't have that story, but there is one story where like this this guy shows up. He's a man in black and he's just basically like asking questions to this researcher, this UFO researcher and he's basically saying like um they ask him, "Do you want some water?" cuz he looked kind of ill. Like he was pale and he has like mm-hmm. his lips painted or whatever. And he's like, I will, I'll take water in 10 minutes. (laughs) And like when they come with the water, he takes like, he looks like he's like shutting down. And then like, he like takes the water and takes two pills and then like feels okay for like a a little bit longer. And then he's like, I have to go now. And like, as he like leaves, like once he like asks all the questions he wanted, this like Lincoln Continental pulls up and like he just gets (laughs) into it and like they drive off and is never seen again. And, like, it's just super weird encounters like that where it's just like, what the fuck was that? Was that a dude that was like, maybe he had cancer and he was dying or something? And that's why he needed the medication or something like that. Like, maybe just had
0: alopecia. I mean, there's a wrestler named Bobby Lashley. He has alopecia where he just has absolutely no hair on his his body and for like a while he's to have to wear like a headband like over his eyebrows it looks super weird or whatever right just because vince mcmahon didn't want him to look like a cancer patient or whatever he's like this humongous buff dude or whatever right uh, but that was the reason why he's like i don't want no cancer patient out there over my product so he made him wear like this like headband over his eyes or his eyebrows or where his eyebrows were supposed to be and then, like, eventually, like, he paid to have, like, um, tattooed on fucking eyebrows and shit. So, we're now, it kind of looks like, oh, okay, he has eyebrows now, but it's, like, kind of weird because you could tell her like, tattoos yeah. or whatever. But they did, like, the best job I guess they could do or whatever. <laughs> but that, that's the whole time I was thinking about that. That's why I brought up alopecia, just because, like, oh, wow, that, that's a real condition that exists.
1: There's, there's a little uh, Charlie Villanova. Do you remember him? Yeah, that's NBA. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looks like a man in black. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: look, yeah. Google Charlie Villanueva and tell me he's not a man in black.
1: Yeah, Charlie Villanueva. Like, I remember the first time I saw him. Oh, I mean, he sticks out. I mean, he's like a bald guy, no eyebrows. Kevin Garnett called him a cancer patient. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. I mean like, that is a real condition that exists out there. And like, but the fact that these guys are so weird, like looking like with their pink lips and like all this just sticks out mm-hmm. just really sticks out i was hoping you would have that one i do have this this story this is the last one i have okay my list and this is probably the, like my favorite one because it involves dan Aykroyd, a, a guy that like i actually hit him up because he doesn't have a f- instagram so i had to find him on twitter and it wouldn't let me send him direct messages i couldn't find his email so i was like fuck and i gotta hit him up on twitter to see if he's like willing to come on the podcast sometime that would be awesome yeah if we can get dan Aykroyd, it's like game over dude i'm yeah. like I, I love dan Aykroyd in here anyways um Basically, he was working on a paranormal TV show, right? For like the WB. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the Sci-Fi Channel. Sci-Fi Channel. He's working on a, on a paranormal one where he's covering things like ghosts and aliens, all kinds of things, like mm. the, the occult, um, where he basically takes a break to uh, – to he walks outside to have a smoke, a smoke break. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's out there, he uh, notices that there is a black Ford truck, right? And, or Ford car, sorry, just parked alongside the road there. And he's just chilling. He's out there smoking. Pays no mind to it. And then he gets a phone call for Britney Spears, who he had just done a movie with. I can't remember the name of the movie. Crossroads. Crossroads. Dang, that was a flop. That movie, I'd never even heard of that I think movie. think he played her dad in that movie. Yeah, he played her dad in the movie. And I guess Britney Spears was about to host SNL that week. So she's like, I'll call up Dan Aykroyd. He's a former like alumni to the, to the whole SNL thing. I'll bring him on here. People will love me for it. So um, while they're on the phone... Um he notices that this dude gets out of the car out of the Black Ford and he's like giving him like a mean mug. He's basically just staring him down, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you like doing this whole thing? And then Dan Aykroyd's not really paying much attention, then like looks up, conversation over with Britney Spears. He's gonna do it, he's gonna do SNL with Britney <laughs> Spears. <laughs> and then he notices that the car's gone, like the man's gone, the car's gone, like Like it just n- disappeared. Disappeared. Like within seconds the car is completely gone. And so he's like, oh, that was weird. That was, that was a weird experience.
0: Because he also said, too, it was just like I would have seen him like do like a U-turn. Like I had a full scope of the whole street. So it's not like, you know, he just turned down like an alleyway or something like that or he caught like the red light or the green light and he just left or whatever. He was like, no, I would be able to see that car for miles down the road from my vantage point where I was looking at. But it just fucking just disappeared.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, the whole experience. And this is one of those things that's like I kind of believe Dan Aykroyd more than the average folk just because I feel like the average folk is like seeking attention nonstop and i feel like dan ackroyd could just tweet something and get more attention from just show
0: up on snl with britney spears you get more attention yeah
1: like i don't think he's like starving for attention but anyways he goes inside back to like finish this whole thing up where his producer comes out and says guys uh we've been canceled they're having us shut everything down we're not filming anymore this show's not going to see the light of air shutting it all down guys let's go home and he's like, what the fuck? Like, why? Why are we shutting this down? We were just about to wrap this whole thing up. Like, we were finishing the, I think it was the last episode of the show was getting filmed that day. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And um, they never gave him an explanation. He's been open about the whole thing where it's like he's asked for explanations to why it was shut down. He's never received an explanation. They were just saying, like, we're shutting it down. We don't have to give an explanation to you.
0: And it's a sci-fi channel, too. It's, like, home of, like, the worst fucking, like, television ever, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I've... Sliders 3D yeah and this is like I mean I I, I don't need I've never seen this show and I'm sure nobody is, will ever well, see this show seen it cause it never came out. and I'm sure nobody will, as it, will ever see it but I'm like 100% confident it's gonna be better than like 99% of the fucking product that's on Sci-Fi channel so and you can't just tell me like it was bad I mean it's Dan Aykroyd Coneheads come on man Blues Brothers you know yeah
1: and that was closer to like when he was more popular than he is now I mean he's still pretty popular I was, Blues Brothers man that, that thing's timeless yeah but like Yeah, I mean, like, obviously he was still in movies because he was doing movies with Britney Spears. Yeah. That's weird. I didn't even know Britney Spears had an acting career. I think she did, like, two movies or something like that, and that was it. Was she in that You Drive Me Crazy movie, or is that...
0: That was Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, okay. That's weird how I know all this shit off the top of my head and shit. Like, <laughs> I got to research for one week about men in black and shit, but I know... Um, M- Melissa Joan Hart. Fuck it, I just know that shit. Like, what right was off the show
1: that she was in?
0: Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina the Teenage and Witch. And Clarissa Explains yeah. It All.
1: Yeah, dang. She was like, what happened to her?
0: <laughs> I don't know. She probably had kids or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's weird. She fell off the map. But uh, maybe she saw him in Black, and they shut her down. They shut
0: that shit down.
1: But, yeah, I mean, the whole the whole thing was just really weird and interesting. Like, the fact that he gets shut down and, like, just never told any information. This is the star of your show. He doesn't even know what's going on mm-hmm. here. And, like, you know, he has been very vocal about, like, this whole experience. And, like, there's a really cool YouTube. It's only, like, two minutes long if you watch his YouTube interview where he tells the story himself. But it's fucking interesting. The whole thing just, like, this is the one to me that was just like, maybe that shit is real. Maybe, maybe it's, I'm not saying that they're aliens. Cause I did look up this one website that had like theories on what people think that it, it could be. They were like, it's probably aliens. Could be some kind of robot. Could be, or it could be like government officials, like some shady evil government officials. Mm-hmm. And they were like linking it to the Illuminati and all kinds of bullshit. When, they go, when it starts to go down
0: that road, that's where I start to tune out. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't think they need any more motivation other than like, okay, they probably just don't want this information out. It doesn't you don't need to add on the George Soros and the globalists the to Jewish this? Jewish people
1: are lizards <laughs> and the Illuminati. Yeah. Let know. me tell you
0: why there's men in black. Okay, it's because Black Lives Matter is a terrorist group. Uh, we had Antifa, you know, that were there at the Capitol. Like they were the real insurrectionists, not those peaceful MAGA protesters.
1: Did you see that picture of the guy that had a sign that said (laughs) "anti-antifa"? It was like the funniest thing ever.
0: Oh my god! All right, well, (laughs) well. That said, um, speaking of conspiracies, uh, on September 11th, 1976, Dr. Herbert Hopkins uh, from Maine. uh, Speaking of. Oh, my God. Fucking, when we start when we start doing, like, Alex Jones shit, like, I just can't fucking concentrate. I yeah, just want to yeah, go yeah. down that rabbit hole some more. But anyways, uh, Dr. Herbert Hopkins this is one of the most famous men in black stories or whatever, right? He was a famous um, UFO um, investigator. I guess, like, his day job was, like, he was a doctor or whatever. Let's just say he was a brain surgeon or whatever, right? And uh, let's just, no, for the fucking sake of the story, let's just say he's a heart surgeon, right? They'll come into play at the end of the story, uh, but anyways, on his side, you know, in his spare time, you know, instead of doing a podcast, like he investigated UFO sightings, and I guess like he was investigating like this UFO um, phenomenon, like where this person like transported from Maine like to another place and then trans back uh, back to Maine again. Um, but he received like this mysterious call one night, you know, from a gentleman also claiming to be a UFO researcher. And he was like, Hey, do you mind if I come over? Like, I'm a big fan of your work. Like, let's compare notes. Let's talk about this case or whatever. And he was just like, are you alone right now? And he was like, yes, I am alone. And I, you know, like whatever, like, you know, I guess come over, let's plan something. Let me look at my calendar or whatever. And before he could like, you know, hang up the phone and turn on his porch light, he, the guy was like already on his front steps, you know. And again, this is 1976. This so is no a, Motorola razors. Yeah, no Motorola razors. No Zach Morris fucking brick phones or whatever. Like, there's not even like car phones haven't even been invented yet by Don Johnson from Miami Vice. So it was like it's kind of weird. Like, how would he be talking to me on the phone one second and then the next second like be at my doorstep? Like, there's no fucking you know phone booth like anywhere near me or whatever, right? So he thought that was weird. Uh, the guy comes in again describes him as having like you know very transparent skin having like ruby red lips that kind of look like lipstick or whatever and like his eyes just kind of seem to glow or whatever and so like you know they they go in they start talking whatever about you know ufo sightings and then it starts to turn grim where he's like saying like hey you probably want to pump the brakes on all this UFO like investigation because again, bad things will happen to you. I don't know if he like threatened him with like migraines and anxiety again, like our other gentlemen or whatever. But he was just like, the doctor was like, no, this is, this is my life's work. I must do this. I got to save people with, you know, heart surgery. And I also got to, I got to, <laughs> I, I got to give them the real news, not the fake news mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And so he says, there's two coins in your pocket. Pull out one of those for me. And so he was like, all right, pulls out a, a coin out of his pocket. I believe it was a penny. Uh, and the penny starts to change color. It goes from, like, you know, purple to green to Sartreuse or whatever Sartreuse is or whatever. Then it starts blurring away and then just totally disappears. And then he goes, he asks him, he goes, "Do you, are you familiar with Betty and Barney Hill? And he goes, yeah, like, they just died recently, right? And he's like, and Betty and Barney Hill is like a famous, like, UFO abduction story, which we'll probably cover sometime down the road or whatever, right? Um, he goes, yeah, Barney didn't have a heart just like you didn't have a pen or just like you don't have a penny anymore. And like, he just gets up and leaves and he's just like, Holy shit. Did I just get fucking like threatened by like a man in black or whatever? And I thought like that, I mean, I don't know how true that story is and whatnot, but like dude, if a dude fucking, you know, makes a penny disappear, like, like out of thin air or whatever. And like says that like, yeah, the way like, you know, Barney Hill died was like, I made his heart disappear. Like that's why he died. Like kind of is going to give you the heebie jeebies regardless. Right?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the stories themselves like it's kind of it's kind of one of those things that like if i told you uh, that i saw a bear you probably wouldn't be freaked out as you were hearing my story but if you were there in that moment like you would probably like freaking out because there's like a bear outside your window kind of thing you know like Mm -hmm. in your backyard um and i mean it's hard for me to like get like scared of like men in black but the but the reality is like if that happened to me like if i had some like government dude show up to to my house and was like threatening me and made a penny disappear i'd be like yeah that's fucking terrifying like i'm gonna stay the fuck quiet like you're not (laughs) gonna hear from me again sir um and like do you have that story where they show up to the hotel yeah that was my last one okay yeah so to me that's the most interesting well not the most interesting one but interesting in the sense that like there's actual footage of it Mm -hmm. and like I don't know if you want to just tell it. Like, I'll let you tell it because you know. Okay, yeah, I don't have the notes, but for the most part, it's uh it's this guy that works at a hotel and his manager. I don't know if you have their names. That doesn't yeah, it really a, matter. It's a
0: security guard and a manager or whatever. But... Yeah,
1: so they both work at this hotel, and basically, the guy at the at the hotel is telling telling people like, "Yeah, I saw this alien. Like, I couldn't or this UFO outside. I couldn't really like." explain it, it was just
0: like a triangular thing, it's kind of like the lights in the sky like that Phoenix story or whatever where it's just like this triangular like spaceship like above the hotel
1: yeah so basically like he's telling everyone at work like that he saw this this like lights outside of the hotel and then um, a few days later these two men come into to the hotel looking for him looking for him and the manager um, and then luckily they weren't there that day but there is footage of the two dudes walking in and people say that they look abnormally tall. They look tall, but because there is like a dude that's like I don't know what he's doing. Looks like, like a sick, bellhop or some yeah, shit. Like some bellhop there. But we don't know how tall he is, so it's kind of hard to like know how how tall they are. I will say, compared to the doorway that they're walking in through, I assume that that's like that doorway, right? Yeah. Like they look like they're only like three inches away from the from the top of the doorway. So that is pretty tall, right there. Yeah. So like.
0: Above six feet. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, that. that is, like, you don't have to duck to get into the doorway, but you're pretty fucking tall. But they also, too, they had, like, those, like, pork pie hats or whatever,
0: like, those, like, old 20. Because this happens, like, in 2008 in Niagara Falls. So, like, it's weird that, like, yeah, they're hamming it up, like, the whole, like, fucking men in black, like, stereotype. Like, the black suits, those fucking, like, old school, like, fedora top hat looking motherfucking things and shit. Like, they're wearing those. And it's just like, huh, that's weird. And they kind of do look like... You know, the stereotypical, like, you know, man in black, where it's just, like, you can tell, like, you know, they're either bald or have really, really short hair, and, like, they do kind of look almost identical to each other.
1: They do. I feel like if it was going to be set up as a hoax, like, let's say they just want to drum up, like, attention. One, you would have to get the hotel itself involved to, like, take their security footage, um, which I'm sure they could because they have a manager on their side, but, like, that's already like step one. You have to get these two dudes that walk in that look similar two tall white dudes with no eyebrows walking in at the same time. They're like walk, like they are at least related. They look pretty fucking close yeah. to each other. Like they're, they're like fucking twins at least. So it, it is, it is kind of one of those things that like, does make me say, Oh yeah. Hmm, what it, the is, fuck?
0: it is interesting. And like, this is one of the things I was battling with yesterday. Like when I was thinking about that case in particular, I was like, yeah, that is weird. But then, like, you look at context. Like, when you're talking about the context, okay, we're talking about the height and whatnot. Like, they are pretty tall. Tall compared to us. I'm 5'8". You're probably, like, 5'9", or whatever. Like, we're not the tallest motherfuckers in the world or whatever. So that's tall to us. Like, let's just say they're 6'4". Tall person, like, that's a tall person compared to us within context of what we're talking about right now. But, like, if we were to talk sports right now. Six foot four is, like, fucking short as shit. Like, that's, like, one of the shortest people, like, on your basketball team. Like, I believe Steve Nash, who's considered, like, a small guy. He's six foot five. Like, for a point guard, that's a small dude or whatever, right? And we live, like, in this world. We're living in a world, like, we're talking about, like, the men in black, where it's just like, oh, wow, those are two extremely tall gentlemen. But, like, basketball players are a thing. Like, college basketball, there's a college basketball team, like, in every city. Like, you mean to tell me, like, okay, it's 2008. The movies have already gone out. I believe that this 2008, maybe Men in Black is three, is being filmed, maybe at this time or whatever. And like, so you already have like, you know, the comic book series out. You got the fucking, you know, the popular Will Smith movies and shit that are out or whatever. And so, like, this is uh, 2008. This is like when, like, you know, the internet is like really starting to pop. Like, information is just out there or whatever. To me, it's just like, hmm, maybe it is like an elaborate hoax or whatever, right? Like, other than like this super grainy, like, like you know footage or whatever like it's probably a hoax now going back to like our previous stories maybe it was a little bit of like inflating the truth but i do believe like there was actual like men dressed up in black you know whether they're working for like the fbi whether it was like us where we saw like a fucking drone in the sky and we saw like a a police officer in black like you know approach us, like hey what are you doing i hire like this desolate area or whatever like, maybe it was that, and then like people were just adding salt to their story to make it a little bit more savory. I don't know. But at the same time, I'm not 100% in one camp where it's just like, oh, the men in black are not real. But I'm also not in another camp where I'm thinking, like, oh, okay, you know, it's all, it's, it, this is definitely like fucking space creatures like coming down to hide their tracks and shit.
1: No, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, and that's, that's where like the internet starts to argue with itself. Like, is this aliens trying to like cover their tracks? Or is this some kind of like division? We're you know one of the things that we talked about. I think before we started recording was Majestic Twelve, and Maj- Majestic Twelve is basically like the theory that the United States has had like agents out there, basically like its own division of of the FBI, but only like handles like UFO and like that type of paranormal things. Actually, mm-hmm. it's like the um it's the space force before the space force. <laughs> yeah. So like basically they don't know like nobody really knows what's going on do i believe that that like an organization like if the if i if i say that that the the united states has no interest in like in like paranormal things not even ufos i just say paranormal things i'd be a goddamn liar because they've already like we know for a fact like mk ultra and all the things that they were experimenting with like there's already evidence that that the united states government does have like interest in like mind control and like telepathy and, like, those types of things, like, for sure, we already have, like, documented that the United States is interested in. Yeah. The, the fact that, like, they're there are, like, definitely now, like, they're coming out and saying, like, there are things in the sky, I think kind of leads me to believe that they probably, like, by the time we get, like, a breadcrumb, like, they're probably already, like, done with, like... They already ate the loaf. Yeah, like, the loaf is done. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, but, like, I feel like now that we're getting that breadcrumb, I think that... Probably within our lifetime, we're probably going to get like some information like, yes, we have a like dude UFO captured in Roswell, New Mexico, or something.
0: I totally think, like, after like you know Biden is sworn in as president and like Trump is like trying to rehabilitate like his image and shit, like Arnold had to do after he was governor. I totally think, like, you know, Trump either like he, truthfully or non truthfully, I think he's going to like you know spit out some shit, like, oh, yeah, when I was president, like, yeah, we had a fucking. We had a gray alien he used to serve as fucking you know nighttime tea and shit.
1: I met with Zuzu, <laughs> who is a great alien, very good alien, the best Not, alien, the best alien. Not as good as myself though. If I were an alien, I'd probably be a little bit better. But <laughs> very good alien. He is from Jupiter. Yeah, that's, that's a really <laughs> terrible Trump impersonation. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't yeah, do it. Sound anything. more like a like a Jewish housewife or something. <laughs> um but yeah i mean i definitely believe that like the government does have interest in these things and if and if they're interested in it then they're probably going to create like an organization especially in those times in the 90s like there was so much denial like there was so much interest and yet there was so much denial in 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 aliens at all like there was like every so often like they would come out with, like, some more, like, bullshit about, like, Roswell, New Mexico.
0: Well, even now, like, with, like, that whole, like, the latest, like, you know, pandemic relief bill, like, they put it in there that, like, hey, within 90 days of this bill being, uh, you know, signed, we have to release anything that we know about, you know, UFOs or UAPs or whatever and shit. And I was like, I thought that was super interesting. I thought it was bullshit at first until, like, I looked it up and I was like, Holy shit. Yeah, like that's an, a real thing that was in a bill that was recently passed recently. So
1: I think that that was when the stimulus bill was going to be like $2,000 per like person or whatever. Uh-huh. And today, like literally like this morning, I just saw that like Biden was only going to okay the bill that was going to be like 1400 f- 1, or something like that. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that changed. Like they might have taken that burbage out. Like we're not going to release that, but we're also going to take like a couple hundred dollars away or something <laughs> like that. It's it's weird. I think that the United States government knows, obviously, probably knows more than they're letting on to. And I do think that more than likely it is a part of the U.S. government. Not, probably not all of these cases. I think some of these cases are fucking bullshit. But I do think that if if the government is doing its job, it's probably investigating all of this shit till this day. Like, yeah. Like, they want to know.
0: And I want them to. And if they're keeping some of it secret, I'm okay with that too. Because, again... I feel like when you look at the timeline of all this like I I started the episode you know talking about like this all pops off on 1947 1942 that's like when World War 2 ends when you look at you know pre you know World War 2 you don't really I mean again like I you know said like there was always UFOs like you know, documented like in paintings and, you know, cultures around the world or whatever. But you don't get these like fantastical stories until after, you know, 1942, when World War Two ends, we start beefing with, you know, Russia or USSR at this time and whatnot. Like we're at war with communism. We got the Cold War. You know, we got Area 51. We did that whole episode, too, where it was just like it kind of just devolved into me just like jacking off like, you know, the United States Air Force and, you know, Lockheed Martin for all these like amazing aircrafts that like, they were building and shit. And, like, you look at, like, you know, Bob Lazar, I do believe that he was there. And I do believe, like, they were, like, kind of conditioning him to think it was aliens. And I kind of do, I do kind of have, like, this theory where it's just, like, maybe it was, like, the U.S. Army or the the U.S. Air Force or, you know, the government, the FBI, whatever agency you want to talk. I do believe, like, they let, like, they fed into, like, the UFO, um, hubbub or whatever just to like divert attention away from what they were really doing you know which is kind of ingenious when you think about it it's just like you're at this like this nuclear cold war you know with this other superpower you're also like you know rushing to you know get out into space and whatnot if you're over here like you know faking it to before you make it or whatever saying like oh yeah we're in cahoots with like aliens and shit Like, that's going to fucking scare the shit out of fucking your enemy, right? Like, if if I'm, like, beefing with, like, my next-door neighbor and I fucking say that, like, I have Debo living, like, in my spare bedroom or whatever, like, (laughs) you know, you're not going to want to fuck with me or whatever. Or if I say I have a bazooka and I really don't have a bazooka, like, you're not going to fucking, like, step on my lawn anymore, right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, that's where I kind of feel... led to believe on it too and the reason why i go down that path is because you know the united states air force office of special investigations they actually had units assigned to go out and spread disinformation kind of like that you know to ham up you know there was a story about this guy like who was like he like created like this radio where he was picking up like signals that the u.s air force you know were doing like special tests or whatever and to kind of throw him off track like they would dump like all this like alien, you know, uh, technology, like waste or whatever, like in his like farmland and shit kind of to like throw his scent off a little bit. And I was just like, huh, well, if they're fucking with like this little like janky ass farmer, like in New Mexico, like who knows what else they've been doing. Maybe they are sending men in black, but maybe they're just like, all right, Bob, you're going to go out there and you're going to shake down this guy and tell him bad things are going to happen and shit. Give this guy anxiety. So that way, like he doesn't know about like our fucking, you know, stealth bomber project we're building over here.
1: You know, one thing, it, it. I didn't even think I was going to relate to this at all but I did watch this guy who was uh doing this thing where he basically was finding files that were like stolen and put on the on the dark web and one of the things that he found was like super interesting to me and it was basically like a CIA training pamphlet for like secret like sleeper cells that they would put in other countries and it was basically just to create chaos in other countries like they would basically like say like if you flush sand down these pipes it'll break pipes on like large cities or whatever like and i think it was like this one was specifically meant to like for a sleeper agent in like venezuela or something like that so it was basically like you would just do like little like mischievous things in venezuela where it's like put sand in people's like in people's like um gas tanks or whatever like or whatever it may be like if you throw sharp metal objects into, like, these, like, wells, like, it'll, like, basically, like, break pipes and all these things, like, it was weird, and it didn't make a lot of sense, but at the same time, it just seems to be, like, the government's way of, like, creating, like, mischief and, like, just enough to, like, throw people off the scent of, like, I don't know, it just felt so weird that that was even, like, a real, like, government pamphlet that they found on, like, the dark web. And it was older, it was, like, from, like, the early 90s but still the early 90s weren't isn't that long ago it's only like 30 years ago so well even with like eric snowden
0: i guess like he like you released like a bunch of stuff like you know from like the cia or the nsa or whatever whereas like how to like you know spread this information or whatever right so you kind of like i'm gonna paraphrase the shit out of it because like i don't remember 100 percent right now because again i didn't think i was gonna bring it up but basically like all these like you know um Diversion techniques, you know, to, to get people thinking about something else so you can do something else over here. And I thought that was super strange, too. And I was like, to make it all meld in with the Men in Black, maybe this is, you know, maybe the whole, like, UFO alien explosion thing, maybe this was a humongous technique, you know, to, you know, get eyes away from what we were working on over here, you know, to fucking distract the Russians and the rest of the world.
1: It's, it's possible. I mean, the fascination with, like, UFOs, like the unidentified flying objects, you know, that goes back for a while back. I mean, we brought up, like, the Bible times or whatever. But, uh-huh. like, when we were in World War One, World War Two, like, there was a plane called the Foo Fighter. Shout out to the band of Foo Fighters. But there was a plane called the Foo Fighter, which was named after, like, what German people would say, like, looked like flying fireballs just that's going right, through the yeah. sky. Like, that's a thing that, like, was already going on. And then when when the United States gets to Germany like after World War II and starts like finding all their technology, a lot of their technology was like let's build a flying saucer, let's build all this like weird like weaponry and like uh, I forgot what their big thing was, the the like mega weapon, I forgot what they were calling. But there was like weird fascination with the occult in the, in like the German government when the United States finds that they might have realized, like, oh, shit, maybe we're behind. Like, maybe we should be investigating this shit. Like, the whole, like, thing about going to Antarctica. Like, Antarctica is, like, maybe that deserved its own episode because Antarctica is, like, this whole weird thing where, like, the Nazis were obsessed with Antarctica. And, like, after that, like, once the United States figures all that shit out, like, they create this treaty where, like, no government can ever claim Antarctica. Like, nobody everyone needs to agree that we're not allowed to go to Antarctica <laughs> and that's such a weird thing like that's governments don't agree on shit how did we all fucking agree like Antarctica's off the thing they, Like we're willing to like fucking like dig for oil on the moon we're willing to like fly to the fucking moon to check to see if it has oil but we're not willing to go to Antarctica to check to see if it has oil like come on human greed is like way bigger than than like than that shit like it's just it's weird it it does like it does like tickle a little like of that uh skeptical hippo eyes on my end where i'm just like that shit's strange like there's strange things that the united states government does that i have to question like what's up with that like why are we like why are we like now releasing like our information about ufos when like on the same year, the pandemic's breaking out and, like, no one cares. Like, no one really cares about UFOs right now. Yeah. They're worried about their pandemic. They're worried about their paycheck. They're worried about their stimulus check. Like, to me, that that's... I'm not saying that the pandemic is fake. Like, people are really dying. But I, I do think that there is, like, bullshit that the media, like, puts out there to, like, create some, like, a little distraction every so often. Like, look what Trump tweeted. And, like, some of it is kind of like, yeah, he shouldn't be saying that shit. But even maybe putting Trump into office was a distraction in itself. Like maybe the fact that he's in there has created such a distraction for everyone in the United States. Cause we all care so much and hang off like every word that he's saying that in the back of our, in the back of all of this, like we haven't really kept up with like the enemies of the United States. We don't know what's going on. Like Russia has been relatively quiet. And if we think that Russia put Trump into office, like maybe they're coming up with some crazy bullshit over there. We don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just, again, I'm just throwing darts at a wall i hope you're wrong but (laughs) when it comes to the men in black art do you have anything else sir no i think they're real though i think that there is like some kind of government agency that's out there like patrolling the skies yeah i
0: i wouldn't put it past them are they aliens are they transparent skinned and shit like that i don't believe it i think they're just named their names are like bob and todd and shit like that and they got good health plans and shit yeah
1: (laughs) they're gonna retire in like nebraska yeah. In like a very nice log cabin.
0: And open up like a little like, you know, grocery store or whatever, like general store and shit.
1: Dude, there's something nice to log cabins. It's like with a giant moose antlers over uh, the fireplace with like a giant like bearskin rug. Yeah. That's a nice home. I I would if I were a man in black and I was gonna retire on the retirement plan, that's where I want to retire.
0: Oh yeah, go hunting with Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. and shit.
1: That's nice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Art. So with that said, I don't got anything else. So That's it with my with that said um guys make sure you go to our website art and jacob do america we find links to all of our shit you know all of our social medias where you find us at art and jacob do america except for twitter we are at art and jacob do a1 you'll find links to our patreon where you will get a bonus episode every single week where like in my opinion and i know art's opinion as well like those episodes have been hitting harder than the actual like free episodes you guys get every week so if you like what you hear today this week or every single week go to the patreon sign up just one dollar it gets you a free episode every week i got some new stickers that i just printed out i'll mail you out those Uh, those are badass like i said at the beginning of the episode those i'm I'm very proud of those i'm very proud of how those came out that logo was um designed by the great and powerful nicole smith bosch so with that said make sure you check out you know her website skrapparel.com i got the mug right here i should have worn the shirt sorry i got this aussie for president shirt uh, but, yeah, check out all of her good designs. I'm um, going to hit her up for some more designs, hopefully soon. Um, uh, check out the Podbelly Network, where if you like this podcast, you'll probably love some other good, uh, good podcasts over there, with, you know like the World Famous Sofa King podcast, our sisters at the We're Not
1: Sure Yet podcast. They just covered MK Ultra.
0: Yes, and then um, Ectoplasm, they just covered Men in Black, too, so if you want to hear their version of that. Or Hillbilly Horror Stories, they covered Men in Black. That's one of the podcasts that I listen to for uh, research information. So go ahead and check out those other podcasts. Or if you want to learn how to start your own podcast, check out the Podbelly Network at podbelly.com. we got a merch store at T Public, So just in the search bar, enter uh, Art and Jacob do America, and you'll find our three you know, uh, you know know major uh, <laughs> designs over there. I'm working on getting the Alex Jones logo on there. I promise you guys I'll try to have that on there this week. I just got to get the image to look right. Uh, but with that said, Art, you want to give any shout-outs?
1: Um... Uh... Shout out Elizabeth Jackson, shout out Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Elizabeth Jackson's been listening to the podcast.
0: Yeah, so shout out to her. Alright, so with that said everybody, I hear my baby screaming in the background. It's time to go. So good night. How'd it go? Zed, the drill locks are gone and the treaty is signed. Good work. Zed, what about that position you promised me in Men in Black? Still working on the alien affirmative action program. I'll keep you posted. Wait a minute. That's not what you promised me. You're you're breaking up. Zed? Can't hear you. Hello? I'll call you back. I can be Agent M. Zed, you... <laughs> it's like this. Then who gives the fuck a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.